Hello, this is Priscilla Rice, and I'm coming to you from Live Oak Recording Studio. This week, we're going to have a rebroadcast of one of our earlier classic podcasts. We hope you enjoy it, and thanks so much for listening. Episode number 581, What a Brigadier General Taught Me About Communication. You're listening to the official BNI Podcast with BNI founder and chief visionary officer, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Stay tuned for networking and referral marketing tips from the man who's been called the father of modern networking, along with suggestions and insights into getting the most from your membership in the world's largest networking organization, BNI. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the official BNI Podcast. I'm Priscilla Rice, and I'm coming to you from Live Oak Recording Studio in Berkeley, California, and I'm joined on the phone today by the founder and the chief visionary officer of BNI, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Hello, Ivan. How are you, and where are you? Well, I just got back from BNI, Florida. I've been traveling a lot uh, this month, Poland, Germany, Florida. It's uh, always fantastic meeting BNI members around the world. Very exciting. That's great. So what do you have for us today? This is an interesting topic. Yeah, it is. So here's here's the deal. I recently received an email from someone I didn't know. Uh, and he sent me this email that could only be described as the book War and Peace. <laughs> now, the original printing of the book War and Peace had 1,225 pages long. It was, it was 1,225 pages long. And his message felt like that to me. <laughs> It was long. Oh, wow. It was so long. I, I didn't read it all. It was so long, I sent it back to him, and I told him this story. One of the best lessons in communication I ever received as a young man was given to me by a retired brigadier general taught in the doctoral program at USC, where I did my graduate work. He's an amazing professor, and he always shared the most incredible stories and taught the most valuable lessons to me. So this particular course was a course on management theory, and he asked us to write a 10-page paper on a specific topic relating to management and to turn it in within the next couple of weeks. Now, there were only 12 students in the class, and we all dutifully showed up with the paper in hand two weeks later. And we watched as he collected all of our papers and sat down at his desk in front of the class. And he skimmed through all 12 submissions right there. Yeah. He then stood up and handed them all back to us. He told us to come back next week with a five-page paper on the same topic. Uh-huh. <laughs> to take out all the fluff of the heart of the issue and turn it in next week. We were furious. We were absolutely furious, but we did it. The next week, we came back in with five-page papers, and then he went through the same routine. Sat down, looked at them, uh, stood back up, handed them all back to us, and said, you can cut more. Make it two pages and turn it in next week. As, as you might guess, Priscilla, we were incredulous. Uh, but we, we did as we were told. And we came back in the following week, our two-page paper. Mm-hmm. And as you might guess, he looked at them, <laughs> gave them 
all back one last time and said, now make it one page and bring it back next week along with your original paper. Well, we were yawned annoyed. <laughs> we were so upset, but we did as we were told. We came back the next week and we turned in both papers, the one page summary and the longer paper. He then shared what I think is one of the most valuable lessons of my academic training. He said, during your career, you'll be working for people who are incredibly busy. Yeah. They, may, they may ask you for a report on an important topic for the company. They may not have the time to read your long, drawn-out papers going through detailed minutiae covering your brilliant rec- recommendations. I think he might have been a little sarcastic, that, but that's what he said. And he went on to say, if you can learn to deobfuscate your writing and boil things down into a simple, easy-to-digest document, busy people will respond better to your work. He said, always create an executive summary mm-hmm. that bullet points the critical findings, the recommendations, or advice. Put that in the front of your longer report. He said, this will give the boss a chance to get an overview of the issue and then allow him or her to go deeper into your findings from the full report if they want to. He also suggested that your summary uh, bullet points make reference to the relevant page or pages or paragraphs that this issue was covered in the full report in case they want to dive in further. This was, to me... Incredible advice. And it has served me well over the years. Your communication doesn't have to be war and peace. Be effective. Heck, the Gettysburg Address was only 272 words long. This podcast is longer than the Gettysburg Address. And so for me, Priscilla, this was a great lesson. And I I hope, I'd love to chat about it with you for a moment. I hope it's a, a lesson. Uh, for everyone listening to this podcast, that when they are communicating with somebody, particularly someone who they believe is very busy, particularly if they're communicating up within an organization or to somebody they respect who's really, really, really busy, summarize. The truth is really, really busy people don't want to read War and Peace in the form of an email. They want the bullet points. And if, it's, if the bullet points don't get their attention, trust me, the war and peace version of email absolutely will not. By the way, I sent that email to the guy with the story. Uh-huh. <laughs> he didn't get it. He didn't get it. He was insulted? He wasn't insulted. You know, he said, no, no, you needed to read it all. It was very, very, every, you know, it was like every word I had was a gem. <laughs> and I mean, he didn't say that, but uh, no, he said he stood by his position. It was all extremely important. So uh, the truth is, I, I never went through it. I said, you know, I, I appreciate your opinion, um, but I, I just don't have the time to go through. If you can't do a summary, I don't have the time to read it. Yeah. And he wouldn't do a summary. You know, I think that's especially true in these days because I can only imagine what your email looks like. I can tell you that my email, just to get through everything and eliminate, delete, do this, do that, and then read what I need to read 
we just don't have that much time. No. And there was a point, now, you know, I'm no longer um, the CEO. I'm not running the day-to-day operation of the business. But I think the, the most emails I ever got in one, one year uh, while I was actively running the company day-to-day, I'm, I'm still working every day, but in a different role as the spokesperson for the organization, the most emails I ever got in a year, uh-huh. not counting spam, uh-huh. it's almost 40,000 emails. Yeah. It's insane. So I get a lot of emails, you know, bullet pointed to me. And this isn't about me, though. This is really about you and the listener. This is about the listeners. When they're communicating with others, give them a summary. Uh, and, and sometimes I'll send just a summary and I'll say, hey, if you want more details, I'll send you more details. Certainly when I'm talking to somebody who I know is really busy. So here's, here's a summary. I've got a lot more information. If you want some more of it, I'm happy to send it to you. And, and sometimes they'll reply back, this is really true. When I worked uh, with, in other organizations and I was trying to connect with my boss or, or superiors, I would say, here's, you know, here's my summary. I'll, I'll give you more details if you want it. And sometimes they'd write back and say, no, nope, this is good for me, and I agree. Thank you. Other times they'd say, yeah, send me the, send me the details. Yeah. And, uh, and I would do that. And I always got their attention with the summary. I would rather talk on the phone if it's going to be involved. That's kind of how I feel. Yeah. Sometimes you need to put things in writing. Uh huh. That's true. Sometimes it helps to put things in writing. A phone conversation, you know, a phone conversation tends to actually, in some ways, a phone conversation can go almost longer unless you have something to work from to begin with. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I would love to hear from BNI members as to um, what, what great recommendation or what experience do you have that's helped in your communication process with others? What techniques have you used to have your message heard effectively? For me, it was what this retired Brigadier General taught me about always creating executive summaries, certainly in written communication. What techniques have you heard or learned over the years. And I'd love to hear it here on uh, the NI podcast. Any last thought, Priscilla? I think you covered it. It's great. All right. Then we're done for today. It's over to you. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Ivan. Well, I think that's it for this week. Thank you so much for the great information. And for more of Ivan's content, go to IvanMeisner.com. Thank you so much for listening. This is Priscilla Rice, and we look forward to having you join us again next week for another exciting episode of the official BNI podcast.